0: one of the first questions a client will ask is like, what's the cost? Not because that's the most important thing, but because they don't know what else to ask. Create a clear sales script that's not about like, how do I get to a point where I'm going to say this number, but like Okay, the first step is me understanding what their needs are. The second step is them understanding what it is I actually deliver. The third step is deciding like is this going to work for us in terms of like our calendars? And then the fourth step is and this is how much it costs. Can they invest that much and do they want to? Get through those steps. Then at least for me, like, once I got that before this, I would spend half the call distracted by my fears about like how I was going to say what the cost was versus like Oh, I'm just focusing on step 1. Focusing on step 2.
1: You're listening to the Build and Bloom podcast with host Jessica Whitaker, an educator of film and digital photography to beginners, both in workshops across the globe and online. Creator of the Build and Bloom group on Facebook, one of the largest and most engaged photography communities with over 60,000 members, and founder of nonprofit Sister Sister, a monthly networking group for young women in media. Jessica Whitaker cuts the fluff and will help you to grow your photography business with practical, actionable tips in every episode. If you're ready for a roadmap to a better personal and professional balance, then Build and Bloom podcast will help encourage, empower, and educate you to not only build your dream business, but sustain it. And now, here's your host, Jessica Whitaker.
2: This podcast episode is brought to you by my business basics class. I teach you the eight essential steps to get your business legal and legit. So you can watch it bloom. You'll learn the basics of what is an LLC and the first steps to opening one up, opening a business bank account, how to find an accountant, what is bookkeeping, and how can you do it yourself to save some money, what contracts and legal documents to consider and where you can buy them. The starting point for saving for your retirement, how to find a financial advisor and where to start looking for business insurance. When you avoid getting all these ducks in a row, you are risking getting sued, paying more in taxes, and missing out on turning your income into more money. Head to jessicawhitakerco slash business basics to enroll. Thanks again to myself for sponsoring my podcast episode. Hey, photographer, Jessica Whitaker here. Welcome to the Build and Bloom Photography Podcast. In this episode, I am joined by Wendy Yalom, who is the OG of Prudium personal brand photo shoots. And she's actually been on the podcast before, but the teaching was so good that I had to bring her back on. So Wendy specializes in high ticket personal branding photo shoots where she organizes everything for the client. It is all inclusive from a car service to hair and makeup even the food. She is going to dive into how to start offering high ticket photo shoots or how to transition let's say you're a wedding photographer and you do not want to continue on in weddings for whatever reason but you need to be able to make the same amount of income without having to take on more photo shoots or if you're just wanting to slowly upgrade your packages there are so many simple yet unexpected ways that you can instantly level up your current photo shoots as well and Wendy is going to dive all into it and she's the real deal her work has been featured on book covers billboards the new york times forbes cosmopolitan marie claire tout and country wall street journal and so much more all of wendy's information will be linked in the show notes the description of this episode there's so much we're gonna cover so let's jump right in wendy i am so excited to have you on the build and bloom photography podcast you were on the episode <laughs> i texted you about i'm like heads up, you're gonna be on the show, Um, where we took a live stream recording from the Facebook group. And it was so valuable that I was like, you know what, it's time for round two in a traditional podcast format. I'm so excited for you to share with my audience today. So will you introduce yourself?
0: Oh my god, I will. And before I do, you know, I just have to gush at you and just say I'm such a fan You know, part of why we even connected is because I was looking for great photos of myself and as a photographer, it's so, it's so important for us to have the experience our clients have. And I was, you came on my radar and I was just like, she is the woman, she is the one I want to take my photos. And every time I have someone reach out for a photo of me, I just feel so excited because I get to share one of the photos you created. And it's just so special, both because- I really love having this photos, but also because like I get the value that I give to other people. And I'm just, so thank you for giving me both the experience and such great photos. So, um, yeah, so that's my gush.
2: For you. <laughs> thank you.
0: Such a dream. So I'm so thankful to have met you. Oh my God. Thank you, babe. Thank you. And I'm psyched to do this. And so for your audience out there who don't know me, um, I am a brand photographer, so The work actually you did for me is exactly what I do for my clients. I'm a personal branding photographer. Um, I have been for the last um, 12 years. And in the 11 years preceding that, I was a wedding photographer. So I started my photography business in 2001. And I feel so fortunate to have had a successful business that has supported me well now for 20 plus years and that I get to work exactly with what you said, which is like you get to meet such incredible people, such like-minded people. And in the um, last 12 years of my career, and actually a few uh, had a few of these during weddings, um, I got to have my dream fulfilled of traveling for work. And during this last decade, I've gotten to work in 14 countries and in 28 states. And leading up both to COVID, I was like traveling about 40 weeks of the year and getting to spend like every year a month in um, the month of May in New York and the month of June, usually in Europe, sometimes into July, um, traveling to just like beautiful iconic places like Savannah and Charleston and Austin and Denver and just like these cool cities across this country. And then also like Small towns, like some of my can't even remember the names of, like all over that just were like where my clients lived, creating beautiful photos for them. So I have definitely fulfilled on like dream career.
2: You have so many accolades too that I listed in the intro, but your work has been published in numerous publications and on billboards. It's so impressive, and so there's no one better to talk about branding photography and how to build high ticket packages outside of weddings than you. So should we just jump in? Totally.
0: I'm all for the jump.
2: Okay, perfect. So what is personal brand photography?
0: Yeah. And I'm so psyched that you started that inquiry with like mentioning weddings because um, personal brand, well, I'll tell you what personal brand photography is, and then I'll tell you how I started doing it. Um, So personal brand photography is right? It's photography. It's essentially marketing photography for anyone who is their own business. So it's, uh, I work with a lot of authors and speakers and coaches. Um, I work with um, other photographers. I work with stylists. I work with designers. I work with realtors. And all of the thing that all of these folks have in common is that when they're marketing their business, it's they're marketing themselves, like their unique personality is what their clients are buying as much as what their services are. So a personal brand photography is anyone who does marketing photography for somebody whose face is their business or, or is part of their business. And the places you see a lot of um, personal brand photography are like, you know, anytime you're um, curious about doing um, like some kind of um workshop or like a course online and you go to that person's website and there's an intro and like they're sort of connecting with you through the screen, like that's personal brand photography. Um you also see it like on book covers. Um a couple of my clients, several of my clients actually are authors and that what they write, like their their what their book is about is their own somehow that related to their own personal experience. So they'll be on the cover of those books. billboards, which is really fun. I've had two billboards in the last two years, which I never like dreamed about, you know, when I was a wedding photographer, I used to joke with people like, "Well, one of these photos ends up in a billboard. Let me know. (laughs) It was like, never occurred to me that it actually would be. Um, so that is super fun. So that's just like what you think of when like the practical, what a personal brand photo is, and what I've, um, Started doing and have done this whole time, which I think is what we're going to dive more deeply into in this call is creating like a personal brand photography experience for my clients because I'm working directly with my clients.
2: Before we go any further in the episode, when we're using the phrase high ticket, that can look so different for everybody. But in this context of branding photo shoots where you're crafting an entire experience, you're providing all of the services. I mean, you're not the one doing all the services, but you packaged it all together so the client just has to show up. They have hair, makeup, you've done your location scouting. With all this being said, what does high ticket look like in this context?
0: Yeah, I love that you're talking about this, because this is actually one of the things that I think is so, both just like what so many Clients and customers are wanting and don't even know it, number one. And number two, I feel like by creating this particular thing, this particular kind of high ticket experience, you actually get better results in your photos. And so, what for me is a high ticket is like, it started off, I think I started off, and I was a wedding photographer. So, part of it was like wanting to make sure I transitioned into another, like, I was used to, you know, charging between like three and $5,000 for a wedding. This was in 2012 was when I stopped doing weddings. And so it was like three to five was about my range. I think I had like fancier packages beyond that, but like, it was like a good middle upper range for wedding photography at the time. Um, and so I needed to transition to something where I was like able to continue to generate good income. Um, And so, and I didn't, and I think we talked about this on the last podcast. It's like, I knew that I wasn't ever going to feel really fulfilled and successful if I was like trading hours for dollars where I was just getting paid like as an hourly photographer. So I had to design something that really was an experience where I could like create the value for it. And so when I started high ticket was like, I think it was like, Nineteen ninety-five. This was like twenty thirteen or something. Like everybody was like, have it under the two thousand mark, you know. And then over the years, it's grown. Um, and that was like a full day experience. And so over the years, it's grown as as my abilities have grown, as my confidence has grown, as my demand has grown is what I've Alfred has grown. And so now it's, you know, I charge in the, like, if it's a partial day, it's like somewhere between 4,000 to 4,500 and a full day is like between six and 6,500. And a lot of the clients and that, and again, like that's, you know, I've worked to get to that point, but a lot of the photographers I mentor are usually in the like two to four, two to $5,000 range um for a day long experience. So comparable I think to what a lot of us charge for weddings. Um but it's different. Yeah.
2: Thank you so much for sharing those numbers and what that what high ticket means in this podcast because I think that it can help the listeners really now be able to take the conversation and see how it they can actually like translate it into their life especially if they're looking to Phase out of weddings, but they still need to be able to have that similar income. Um, but their schedule might not allow for a bunch of under one thousand dollar photo shoots. That trading hours for dollars. Let's talk about the specifics. With what does those high investment photo shoots include for you? If I was a client, I was like, okay, Wendy, it's time for my close up. What would I be receiving?
0: Oh my god. First of all, it just makes me so happy to even <laughs> imagine that, that fantasy for a moment. With you. Um, so, you know, it's part, and this is partially, I think, I'm going to give the whole enchilada because I think it's as it's, it's much about what the client gets on the day of as it is um, what they imagine the experience is going to be and how the experience feels. So it's like, number one, and, you know, I think that this is kind of like this let me just back up one minute because I, I think what I'm going to describe right now when we talk about sales can actually be applicable to like wedding photography, family photography, senior, yeah. it can be applicable to all of these places. So, I'll there'll be moments where we'll be specifically personal brand, but like creating this experience, having this kind of conversation around sales and, and having a high investment offer, like that can be whatever your particular field is. Yeah.
2: Okay. That's good to know. Perfect.
0: Yeah. And so like, when I, like, when you decide, like, first of all, you reach out to us and there is this experience of just like exquisite, there's a few things that happens. Like you get exquisite care, customer care. Like we are genuinely so excited to be in conversation with you. Um, you also get right off the bat, like an opportunity for us to hop on the phone together. Mm-hmm. And I know you and I are going to talk about sales. And I think that's such an important piece that like right off the bat, if you're curious about like having your personal brand photos, like we're going to talk and I'm going to share with you what this experience is going to be like and, and also what's included, but you really are going to, we're audit, we're going to create a connection right off the mm-hmm. bat. um, and, and then once we've gotten that, time on the calendar, weekend on the phone. And you know, for me, when I wanna create this experience for somebody, there's two fundamental things that I want them to have had from our working together. And the first mm-hmm. is that they're gonna get images that are that add to their credibility, um, that um that are that are compelling to the viewer. You did all of these three for me, by the way. So so well, um, which I knew you would. So they add to the credibility. Um, they um, they're compelling to the viewer, and then the third thing they do is they give the viewer those photos of feeling like they're having like a natural moment with me, like mm. a real life moment. And so that's like, and so for my clients, I want them to. I'm gonna, the experience you would get if you were stepping in the spotlight is number one, we're going to collaborate on how to do that for you. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing is that I'm going to design a day for you. And I'll describe what's in this day. That is like so much fun for you. That feels so enlivening, so aligned with who you are. Like I've had clients who say things like, this is better than my wedding day. This was like a spa day. Like I think of this as like a spa day. So I want to create a day for you. That is so amazing that you, it's truly like one of the best days of your life.
2: Is it kind of like you're going to like a beautiful cafe or a beautiful restaurant? You're, I mean, if I, if I had my dream branding shoot, I'd be at Lottery in Soho, you know? So you're going to these places that are, are, that are in line with their brand so much that it's just the it's like their birthday.
0: <laughs> yeah, so it's all that. So it's like it actually starts with us um meeting at your hotel room, we look at your outfits, you try on all your outfits, we like decide like what we're going to wear where. I've already you and I've had an hour long planning conversation that actually gets it like what's your vibe? Um, what are the locations? I've scouted them. I've put together a schedule for our day based on that. I've organized transportation. Like we come to you and we like come to your hotel or your house or whatever it is. I start, you and I look over outfits and then hair and makeup comes there, gets you all ready. While that's happening, I like get all your stuff packaged and in the car. And then we just go out on this like photographic adventure and like I've got a lunch reservation for us at La Durée, And I make sure that I, we like- if we, we collaborate on like, what are the stories that you want to tell for your photos and like where those will be. And um yeah. And you just get this whole day to fulfill on that. So I think it's exactly like that, but it's like your dream locations. And it's in the context of just feeling so taken care of the way that we just so rarely get taken care of. And especially on a day that like, I think you and I have the luxury of maybe not being quite as anxious when we're having our photos taken. Like, even though I still do feel nervous, like we know enough, but like so many of our clients, I know, you know, are like, I mean, I have clients that like don't sleep the night before. Cause they're so anxious about it.
2: Yeah. Like the posing, how am I going to look? Do you kind of combat those fears almost before you even get on the photo shoot with them to make sure that they're as, as prepared as they can be for being in front of the camera?
0: Yeah. And I do that, I think, by like on that planning call, understanding what what are their concerns. Like I just have an open conversation with them about like, how do you feel in front of the camera? Like how um are there particular things you're concerned about, either how you're gonna look in the photos or after or the day of, how it's gonna feel, and just getting like I find that like having those kind of open conversations where they're able to like express themselves they feel like, oh, I can be a little, I don't have, like, I might, this might still come up, but like, she's got, like, she knows and she's got this. With
2: all that being said, if we bounce back to that initial discovery call that you have with your clients, I could see so many people being like, oh my gosh, okay, my dream would be to charge even $3,000 for a branding photo shoot, but how do I go about <laughs> explaining that to a potential client Um, especially for when we're just beginning out in our business, those kind of numbers, whenever we get into the, the four digits is so intimidating for us, but with the enough skill and experience, we can charge that, but how do we communicate it to potential clients?
0: Yeah. I love talking about sales so much because I think it's, there's like, you know, as photographers, when we're selling ourselves, it becomes so personal. It can be really hard because it's like we get our own value. Like sometimes we get like our value wrapped up in the value of what we're delivering as a business. And it's reasonable because it's like people are hiring me for for this work because it is me. So there is like some kind of correlation. Um, But I think one of the things that so often happens is we get so distracted by like our fears about whether or not our clients can afford it, that we never actually take them through a great process to sell them. And there's, when I think about having that sales conversation, um, there's a couple of things that I think are fundamental for all of us as photographers. Again, whether it's branding, whether it's weddings, I actually mentor photographers like you do. And like one of the photographers who I mentor who's starting to add personal branding to her, um, to her offers has been charging five, it's not five, excuse me, that'd be great, four figures for her family photography. And then she just started implementing these sales process that I've been teaching her. And she's like, I can't believe how effortless it is. It's just like game change that too. So whatever industry you're in, you know, the number one thing I think is to enter the conversation with an attitude of like, I'm curious if this is a good fit for them and for me, number one. Not like, can they afford this? Um Am I gonna be able to say the right thing? Like, what, like, what, you know, and, and then, so that's number one. And then the second thing is to have real clarity about the value of what you're offering them, not yourself. So having some difference, but having some spaciousness between that, like, I know it's important for my clients to have these photos for the success of their business. And that even though for me, those numbers seem like, and especially as photographers, I think we kind of can undervalue photography because we're like, oh, it's such an easy skill. And like, but it's like for other people, it's so not. So it's like just knowing, like appreciating for yourself the value, even though you might feel anxious on the call to say that number, that they're separate things. Um, And then the third thing is to have a clear, like sales script is my best way to put it. And what I mean by this is not like, I say this and you say this and I say this and you say this, but that's like, you have like a, like a map that you're going to take them from one place to the next in the sales conversation. Because so many of us, I think, come on to those calls and are just like um, playing it as it goes. And oftentimes we're like um, more on defense, meaning we're just responding to the client's questions. And so often the clients, like one of the, first questions a client will ask is like, what's the cost? Not because that's the most important thing, but because they don't know what else to ask. Create a clear sales script that's not about like, how do I get to a point where I'm going to say this number? But like, Okay, the first step is me understanding what their needs are. The second step is them understanding what it is I, I actually deliver. The third step is deciding like is this going to work for us in terms of like our calendars? And then the fourth step is and this is how much it costs. Can they invest that much and do they want to? Get through those steps. Then at least for me, once I got that before this, I would spend half the call distracted by my fears about like how I was going to say what the cost was versus like oh, I'm just focusing on step one, focusing on step two. And the thing I always love to think of in terms of sales conversations is, is that, cause I think some people think like sales can be, and even they think about this with marketing. I hear this. I don't know if you hear this from photographers already. Like we don't want to come off as sleazy or something. You're yeah. yeah, like, it's like a whole story. It's like, if if you're looking at every conversa- sales conversation is like the purpose of this conversation is not to make a sale although of course we all want that yeah. um, but you can we can be honest about that but like the purpose of this is actually to discover if it's a great fit yeah then every conversation can be a win because even if you discover if it's not a great fit like great like that was that's the purpose that was the purpose and yeah. then if we don't go through that sometimes I know at least for me and I think other photographers do this they, like we can go through this like spiral of like well, what if I'd said this, or what if I'd done this, or maybe I should have charged this, or why didn't I, you know, afterwards versus like, okay, that was that. So. This
2: episode of the Build and Bloom podcast is brought to you by Contract Contractista, my favorite resource for lawyer-drafted photography contracts. Head to jessicawhitakerco slash photography contracts and use the code BUILDBLOOM15 at checkout for 15% off lawyer-drafted legal documents. Contract Contractista is your one-stop shop for attorney-drafted legal documents for entrepreneurs. Actually, not only are they attorney-drafted by a business and intellectual property attorney, but they're also peer-reviewed by attorneys with over 30 years of experience in contract drafting for multinational corporations. <laughs> Anyways, Contractista actually has bundles specific for photographers that cover portrait photography contracts, wedding photography contracts, plus some legal disclosures that you have to put on your website. Just like you have to have car insurance to drive a car, you have to have attorney-drafted contracts for your clients and websites to run a business. Head to JessicaWhitaker.co/photography-con. Contracts and protect yourself from that. Just in case, and you can use the code Build Bloom fifteen at checkout for fifteen percent off. That's JessicaWhitaker dot co slash photography contracts. Do you find that with your clients, they're repeat
0: clients? I should look at my calendar for this year because I would say at least fifty percent of my clients are repeat clients, and probably twenty percent work with me every year. So oh, it, that was
2: going to be my question. How often do people usually do updated branding shoots?
0: Yeah, it depends on the client. And it depends on their their business and their brand and what kind of photography they're needing. Um, and then it also, I think, just depends on like, you know, we talked about a little bit about the experience. I think it's like I love when people get addicted to the experience of working with me. Like I'm a total fan of that, you know, cuz I know that they like I have this one client I just worked with last week and we have worked together every April for the last 3 years and she's just such an extraordinary client and it you know it's so amazing when you work with clients multiple times cuz you just know you're going to deliver great results. Mm-hmm. Like there's none kind of that like is it, does she prefer this? Is this more what she prefers? Like, does she like smiles? Does she like, do we, is this the right vibe? Am I picking the right locations? All those things. It's like, yeah, we just know, like they know. And it's just makes it so effortless. And every
2: shoot gets more fun because also you can learn like their sense of humor. You can become a little bit more, not unprofessional silly, but you can be a little bit more silly. And it makes the experience even more fun because it's almost like you're hanging out with a friend.
0: 100%. You're totally hanging out with a friend, which is so much fun for us. And so much, it takes like the, pre- like they're, they feel just so trusting. Like the whole, yeah. they're just, There, there, there's none of the like, oh, like, is this going to work out? You know, yeah, it's just, yeah. like, I just get to, it's exactly like that. So yeah, I have a, I have a, I have quite a few clients that I work with repeatedly. I have a couple of clients that I work with four or five times a year, like multiple times wow. a year. And that's in part because I, um, w- well, I just created like, um, I've created VIP packages. So like there's an incentive for them to book multiple.
3: Oh,
0: okay. Um, I also am a huge fan of, um, referrals, which I know you are too, And so we give our clients incentives to refer. We give them a credit, like a a $500 credit to a future shoot Mm. if they refer someone. And so it's like, I love doing that because I I love working with people who have gotten a direct referral from me because they know what to expect.
2: The client who referred them has an even more personal experience with you. So they can say, oh, she's so fun. Like- it's so lighthearted. it's like you know this these things these things versus um when you look on the website and then maybe they're like oh I don't know like about I'm like body conscious you know I have the this is something that I'm nervous about with the photo shoot with posing or am I gonna look okay and then the friend though is like I have these also like these fears and I didn't have to worry about it on the photo shoot So then it makes that experience with that client, the new client, almost as if it's a repeat client experience.
0: Exactly. You're so right. That's exactly, I didn't even, it's like that, even that piece didn't occur to me because it's already like we, I, there's people in my life I really respect and like their opinion to me is so trustable that if they're like, you should do this I mean, they're not saying like you're definitely going to have the same experience as me, but I know we're similar enough that if they had such a great experience, they want to tell me about it and refer Mm -hmm. me. um, Then it's going to, then it's like, it's totally going to be more likely that I will go into that situation already feeling confident. And, you know, the incentive piece with the $500 is like, I love doing that because, like, why wouldn't I want to be putting like my marketing, budget towards my like gifting my clients and I think sometimes yeah. people get like worried like oh if I there's an incentive then like is the referral genuine it's like of course it is like these clients of mine are all gonna refer me anyway and this is just like a great way to be like and I am thank you I want feel free to do that whenever you want like do more of that you know yeah,
2: yeah. it gives even more incentive for them to like fully book it too versus okay I'll maybe get it done and then the friend's like no like you really need to prioritize this no but in like the best way because when it comes to branding if you're somebody who you're getting the photos done you've never done it before it could be easy to push it to the bottom of your to-do list um and so that's also another way if you're offering incentive to be able to actually get
0: people to truly put it on their calendar Totally. And I think unlike maybe wedding photography or family photography, it can be like, it's easy to like decide it's not the right time because mm-hmm. you're not the weight you want to be like a lot of us, I think as women, especially, and I even have this with some men I work with, like have this, like want to be a different weight than we are. And so we're like, on, it, it's like, there's yeah. just like, fears or like, I'm not going to like, I need to do something before I get to that point where I can have these. And so have exactly what you said, like having a friend be like, do this. Like you need, it's like already a scary thing. So that I have a friend, I have one client who's just like, she's so cool. Cause she'll just say to her friends, like, can I tell you something? Honestly, like you need to get your photos and I think you should call Wendy. Like, and I, whenever she says that, like those clients basically call and they're like, like, just tell me the date. Like, I don't even, like, we don't even need to have, like, I, I don't even need to know the what's included. Like, just... I just so trust this person. Yeah. And um that's feel and and I'm so grateful because then I get to give them the experience that mm-hmm. she knows they're gonna have, and they get to have suddenly a whole different relationship to their photos and themselves and how they feel about themselves.
2: With your repeat clients, they're coming back to you because of the result you're giving them, but also that memorable client experience. So for anybody who, whatever stage they're at with their photography business, what's some advice that they could implement to level up the client experience right now without even building new packages or creating any new offerings?
0: God, I love this. And it's making me think about when I started actually first offering personal brand photography, Because, um, and I think this will answer that. Tell me if it does, but I think it will. Which is, I decided there was like this experience I wanted to offer that was like a full service experience. And like, that's what I, like so many, you know, so many of us are just, There's so much going on in our lives. We're so busy. Mm -hmm. There's like this feeling already we've talked about a few times on this podcast of feeling like a little bit intimidated and nervous about this experience. So it's like the more I could take off my client's plate and have them just be able to say yes. And all like literally all they have to worry about is like making sure they have their clothes on the day of like, that's it.
2: And they could even hire a stylist from there. Like they could literally just show up with what you offer them
0: totally. And in fact, we refer some stylists and I do have several of my clients who will hire one of those stylists and those stylists will totally say, so like creating something where they literally all they had to do was say yes. And Mm -hmm. then they could have this space for their like uncertainties and fears, but they weren't distracted by all the like stuff to do. So I was like, that's what I want to design. And I want it. And I knew I wanted it to be like a high investment experience because I wanted it to feel like they were totally taken care of. I And that goes back to what I was saying about getting better results by offering this is that, like, on the day of, if you're not having to worry about, like, are we going to get there? Is my makeup still look good? Like, are my, is my mascara smudge? Like, like, oh no, is lottery going to be available? Like, that you, all of that's gone. Like, all you have to do is just be, like, at the effect of an amazing day. Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to look, so different in your photos. Cause you're going to just be feeling so different. Yeah, And so I think what I did at the beginning and what I recommend your photographers do, or anybody who's listening, who wants to do this is imagine the experience you want to create
1: yeah. and,
0: and then create like design a package that fulfills that experience and then find some people to gift that experience to. And I did this at the beginning of my career. I picked five women who are similar to the kind of women I wanted to be working with, women who are speakers or content creators or authors or online educators. And I just was like, I'm going to gift you this experience. And it was a huge investment for me at the time. It was like, I spent probably $5,000 on a weekend. I like rented a hotel room suite for two nights. I like hired this hair makeup artist to come and like work with these women. And I gave them each like half day. And Mm -hmm. then I had a stylist. I hired a stylist to be there with us, like helping them do their looks. And I just, I was just like, gave them this $5,000 experience. And I remember a part of what inspired me to do that is, um, at the time Jasmine Star who's a really well known like photography mentor would she was just focusing on photographers at the time and she said even if your rate is like $500 like deliver them the $5000 experience you want to deliver and like like start delivering the experience and let the like let the price like increase with it and so i think and you and like for the people who are listening like you don't have to this doesn't have to be about mo- like spending a bunch of money it's like find ways to offer this, like find a a makeup artist in your area. Who's like maybe open to spending a weekend, like supporting you doing this, like pick locations that are like, you don't have to rent a hotel room. Like, you know, I have car service now, but like just find someone that, that you like, who has like a clean four door sedan, you know, that like was willing to drive you for the day. Like, you know, start doing those little things so that you're essentially offering like the high investment experience you want to be offering, but at a price point that you feel comfortable selling at. And trust me when I say like, you'll know right away if it works and you'll start to appreciate the value of it. And once you know the value of it, you'll start to have more confidence charging more. And for me, it was always like raising my price in like $500 increments. I remember going from like nineteen ninety-five to 2500 and had a business coach at the time who's like, just say the new number and sit on your hands. That was her advice, meaning like say it and then be quiet. Like you don't need to do anything more and just sit with your nervousness. And like, every time I raised it, I always felt like, Oh God, this is so crazy. And I'm going to say this number, but it just has continued to grow. And now it feels now I'm still, I'm a totally aligned with the value of what I offer, but there's still a part of me that's like, oh, wow, like there's a still young Wendy who's like, that's crazy that I can, you know, get that much money from our photos, like earn that much, that my services are that valuable. When
2: you were first starting to raise your prices in those $500 increments, maybe for like the first year of doing that, would you expand on what you would include in the photo shoot or would you start out offering that $5,000 experience for the much lower price tag? and then just adjusted gradually to eventually when your pricing met what you were offering but your offerings didn't change that much or the experience didn't change that much
0: i love that you're asking this question because i think it's so smart first of all i from the get go like felt like i could deliver a $5000 experience without having to invest a lot like i wanted okay. the experience that the client had to be so good that even if it wasn't about like the cost of goods of the shoot, they walked around being like, that was worth every penny, like okay. worth it more. So the first is I think that energy as a photographer and like mm-hmm. our confidence, our ability to take them through the process, they're, they're feeling trusting. And at the beginning, like I didn't include hair and makeup. Um, And I remember I had my, fir- I had this like Really amazing opportunity early on to do a, a handful of photo shoots in Paris, like my second year doing this work. And I didn't include hair and makeup, but I would recommend that they hire a hair and makeup artists. And I had a couple of leads and I would give them the names. Yeah. And the clients hired hair and makeup artists. But then by the time I arrived and we went through the outfits and everything, it was like, it was kind of like. They needed, like, we like we hadn't even started shooting and they needed to be touched up. And so, like, mm-hmm. I realized, like, oh, actually, I have to just have, like, this has to be part of it to get great results. Oh, okay. And then the other thing I did in that Paris shoot, so those, these, like, three Paris photo shoots early on actually were so valuable because um, the hair and makeup hours became obvious. And the second thing is I would hire like taxis to take us from one location to another, but like taxi would drop us off on like a sidewalk in Paris. We've got all this stuff and I'm like trying to both like engage with the client and also make sure our things don't get like stolen, you know? And so it was just like, okay, I can't do that. Like we have to hire a car. So it was both like the quality of experience and also like, oh no, I actually need to be charging more because I need to have a hair and makeup artist there. I need to make sure the car service is with us all day. And so, and it was both like, I understand. And the third thing I think that it was, was that like, I started to the I, I more and more understood the value of what I was offering because of my experience. Yeah. So, Oh, the more experience I have actually is like, I am a more valuable photographer. Like the with qual- the results that they're going to get are going to be that much more valuable. Um, yeah. So it was all three of those things. Um, But that first one starting with the confidence, I think is where a lot of photographers can start out today.
2: If somebody's really shy, like as artists and as, photographers, a lot of us can be shy, introverted, and shy and introverted don't always correlate. But as artists, a lot of us are like that. How do you kind of step outside your comfort zone and be able to be up, be be energetic without, you know, cr- becoming a whole new person within your own personality? how do you, what would your advice be to somebody who's like, this sounds so great, but I'm really shy. I'm nervous. I don't know if I have the social ability to be able to be on for like
0: six hours at a time. Yeah. I love that you're asking this and I'm so psyched to um actually have a photographer who i who did my like did one of my live workshops like in 2018 or something um who like came with that exact same question her name's Amber Ellis she's a canadian photographer and she's so soft she's so introverted and i actually am an introvert but i've got a lot of energy and Me i'm too. i've got a lot of social yeah you and i are like similar so like we've got a lot of that like just yeah energy and she's not that and my recommendation to her was like, you don't have to pretend to be someone else. Like you can do all the things we've talked about, like trusting the value of what you offer, Mm believing in yourself. Like that does not go hand in hand with like, you know, having a lot of energy and, and what she's attracted is a ton of introverted clients who like really respond to her. And in fact, um, one of the things I, I notice is I end up gravitating towards a lot of like, um, like a lot of the, I have a couple of what um, excuse me, a couple of hair and makeup artists I work with who are totally, definitely extroverts, but I find that like a couple of the most successful relationships I've had with hair and makeup artists are introverts Mm -hmm. because like for my introverted clients, they feel really like they create like a, they feel like, oh, like connection with that person. So I would say for those people, be you. You can be just as successful. I like just, just having this, like you can have that same roadmap of a conversation. Um, people will probably feel a lot safer. Some people will probably feel a lot safer with you than they would with me.
3: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: yeah, that's what I would say. And so, and Amber is such a great example because she asked that. And then I remember her afterwards coming back to me and just saying that w- that was like the game changer for her because- she thought she needed to become something different. Yeah. To, like, be successful. And it wasn't true. It was actually like, that was like actually her secret sauce. I think one thing is like I have the energy and it's, it's becoming less and less now as I'm getting older, but like, I still pretty much have the energy to have like a 10 hour shoot day. Like I just, this past actually weekend, both Saturday and Sunday, had 10 hour shoot days. And like, don't get me wrong. I was exhausted. Like this morning I woke up. I'm like, oh, I do not want to get out of this bed, but I could do it. And I could continue to like offer equally great experience at the, as much in the last hour as I could in the first, like I could, I know I can do that. Um, and that said I think that you can still like, you can create something that's right for you. Like maybe it's like, maybe for you, it is like, I can only do a four, like a four hour shoot is my jam. Like, I'm just, that's not, I don't like, I don't enjoy going beyond that. I don't like, I don't feel like I can like trusting that.
2: This podcast episode is brought to you by HoneyBook. HoneyBook is a client management program. You are able to have your client submit their inquiry form on your website and have this system automate the entire booking process. So once you get that client inquiry, they're popped at the top of your funnel and booked hands-free. So now instead of the cycle of responding to inquiries manually, answering the questions, following up with ghosted clients, you know the drill, this process should now take you 10 minutes because it is automated. So before before we get back to the episode, let's talk about getting paid. Another feature I love is that you can set up a payment schedule with your clients and HoneyBook will automatically remind them that the payment is almost done and it will invoice them. I love that you can set up various payment schedules with your clients. You can break it down by percentage, exact amount, and HoneyBook will do all the math for you. It will automatically remind them when payments are due or about to be due and it will invoice them so there's no more back and forth for you trying to track down that final payment you can head to jessicawhitakerco slash honeybook to snag a free trial with no credit card required to set up. And if you love it, you'll get 50% off your first year. That's jessicawhitakerco slash honeybook. For those two, before they even raise their prices, um, I'm kind of wondering what are things that they could do to add to the experience where maybe like they're creating the reservations at the restaurant. And like before they would have their client coordinate the locations, the reservations, that's actually something that I've up until very, very recently have always put on my client is, okay, I'm gonna have you coordinate the reservations, make sure that if there's any permits, because with the amount I was booking at the price I was booking, I would be spreading myself way too thin yes. by coordinating all of those yes. things.
0: Yes. Totally. And I think, I think for you and like the work you do, and I think this is why, I mean, it really, what was so successful about our working together is like, I knew how to do all that. And I, and I loved the images you could, you were like, I loved the images of yours I saw. So I just so trusted your ability and I loved your energy. So I was like, Oh, I'm going to have a really, I'm going to enjoy this. Um, so yeah, let's see. Um, Yeah. There's two things actually I can think of in response to that question. So going back to what you said, like people can do right now, I'm going to give two different answers and one's going to be like more of a high level answer. And one's going to be more of just like a, what you actually like practically can do. And I think, is that good? Okay, good. Cause I feel like there's both, there's both. And so I'm going to start with the practical. I mean, the practical is It's. I'm gonna start with the practical, which is both gonna be practical, but also a little bit of mindset for I think folks listening. Which is sometimes I think we defer. We like put like We put some of the details onto our clients because we don't feel like totally confident that we're gonna give them what they want. And so I think one of the first things to do is just to start trusting that like the persons hired you because they trust you. And so, and the reason I'm saying this part is because I think some basic stuff that you can do is like, choose the locations for your client. Like my clients, it's like when I tell my clients, like, I'm going to put together the locations and, and figure out a schedule for the day, even if they're not locations, I'm having to like, specially arrange like restaurants or cafes or, um, or like rentals, like even if it's just like the streets we're going to go to, or the parks we're going to go to, or like public places that like for you to take that on, it's like so huge for your clients for two reasons. Number one is like, they don't know what's going to look good in photos. They don't know what to look for. And number three is it creates this feeling of like Oh, this is the, this photographer's in charge. Like she's leading or he's leading. And I think our clients want that. Like, they're like, I actually don't know how to take my own pictures. That's why I'm coming to you. So even if it's as basic as like you hopping on the phone with them and being like, okay, you prefer nature or city, or you prefer this or that. And then like, you're like, here's where we're going to meet. We're going to be at this location at this time or I'm going to pick you up. And like I said, like have a friend who's got like a nice looking car and like the two, or even you could like, if I'm in a small town um, where parking is super easy, I'll pick up the client and make sure I drive the client. Oh, another super easy thing to do is like bring a beautiful bottle of water. Like I, this is something I continue to do. Like every time I go, um, I used to do like the Voss and now I do like cool aluminum bottles and like I bring it for the and they feel like it's the easiest thing that right off the bat has them feel so taken care of
2: yeah that is that is genius anybody can include that like in their next shoot if they're shooting this weekend it's like, oh I can't you know I can't rearrange I can't add any more to this upcoming if you go to the grocery store and get those when you said bottle the nice bottle of water I instantly thought the Voss where it's in that long skinny glass bottle with the aluminum screw top and it's like luxury it's overpriced the water right but the client when it comes to your business that is such a great way to add to the experience. That's like $6, $6 for the bottle of water, but you're not drinking it on the everyday. That's perfect way to add. And you can pick that up at Costco. You know what? If you probably even got, imagine if you had San Pellegrino option or still, if you want sparkling or still, and they're just like, Dang, I don't know, I was at the Ritz Carlton right now.
0: I Like I can't. When I like, I used to do the Voss, and now I'm like really into these aluminum bottles. You know, like the really cool Path water. I don't know if you've seen that, where it's like an aluminum, and they're like, they're all white or all black, and they just look mm. and like. But when I would take the Voss water, people would be like, "Oh my god, this is like fancy water," you know. And it's just yeah. it's so double. And the other thing I actually I used to do was I would bring them a gift, and okay. like the thing I would bring them um, was I had this like local woman who made this really fancy like high vibe organic um, raw chocolate and and it would come in like a little jar and it was maybe like $14 or something I pre-order a bunch you know but it was just like those little things um, Mm -hmm. that aren't big investment but then like just have your client feel it's like considered and taken care of
2: that's really smart I love that. And it's, um, so the chocolate's in a jar and it's like thinking about the materials that feel luxurious glass, aluminum, stainless steel.
0: Totally. Yeah. Totally. Exactly. Exactly. Like sometimes I'm in a pinch and I'll just be like, okay, we're bringing smart water. Cause I'm in this small town and like, that's all I can find. That's fine. But it's like, it's like just a thoughtfulness, but if you can bring something a little, a little nicer, um, yeah. if- Right, and I also want to talk. Okay, I got. To, I feel like I have to go back to this high level answer to your question. Because yeah. Oh, I'm so important. curious now. I'm
2: like, she has the six dollar water, and now what does level look
0: like? <laughs> and I always bring one for the makeup artist too, just because it's like you want it to feel like bountiful, and you want them to feel taken care of. Um, and even like little things, like maybe if you're doing all public locations, you like stop and treat the client to like a Starbucks or something. You know, it's like you can do little things like that, that feel really just special. Um, but okay. The high level is, I think we can tend to think that like in order to like charge more, it has to be something like physical. We're giving something more that's like physical. We're giving our clients. Yeah. What I think a lot of photographers don't realize is they're There is so much that they're doing that is so valuable, but they just take it for granted because it's part of what they do. And so for me, it's like, I put so much value just in like having that planning call. Like I know, like- like putting together the day for them, even if it's not costing me a thing. It's like, I know I have a particular energy that's going to like have that client feel most of my clients, like 99.99%, like they're not hundred percent, but most of my clients feel like celebrated seen. like they are going to feel like their images could just as easily go in a magazine. Like I know that there's like And that doesn't cost me anything. Like I could do all of that um, without having it cost anymore. So, but the the important, but I think this is the piece that's high level is people, photographers need to learn to talk about that in their marketing and in a way that it communicates its value. Mm -hmm. And this actually goes back to our sales conversation, which is, you know, if you just focus on like what they get, yeah. Like it's easy to compare that to like, oh well, this photographer gives me this many more hours and I get this extra thing. So but it costs this much. So I'm just gonna go with this. Where if you're able to start describing what you offer that is like uniquely you yeah. that only you can offer and you find a way for that to like communicate that, yeah, like that's game changer. Like then you don't have to spend another like. Yes. Like, it's great to add, have all that add on. And like, it's not even really add on for me now. Cause it's like, I feel like I need that in order to get the results I, I want to get. Yeah. But for for my clients, like when we get to the point where I'm actually describing what's included, and I guess obviously some of them know, I mean, most of them know, cause they've like read my website and talked to other people. But when we get to the point about like what's included, that's like two thirds of the way into our call. Like okay. they're already so sold into like, the experience of working with me, yeah. that, like, that just all feels like bonus.
2: Gotcha. And the energy that you're giving them on the call when they get to see you talking beyond the copy on your website, that's also, a it's you, it's unique, you know, nobody else can match that. And so does that call kind of happen after they send an inquiry, like us, on your contact form, and then you send them your calendar to schedule a
0: time to call? it's exactly how it happens. It's exactly it. Like they send an inquiry. um, Even if they like ask questions, we go straight to like, Oh my God, let's hop on the phone. Here's a link to Wendy's call calendar. My, I have an assistant now who sends that, but like, if you can't find a date in the next couple of weeks, let us know. We'll find some more date times for you. But that is exactly it. We go straight into that conversation and you can tell, like you can feel, you know, I think I'm at this point, um, people by the time, like I've been now doing this for so many years and so much of my work is like referral-based and I'm in so many places publicly, like through my email or my social that like people have a sense about me. But when I was first starting out, like some people would call and it just didn't feel like a match energetically. And that was so cool, you know? Um, But now it's like pretty easy, but it's like, you can tell right away if it's a match and- you and i i mean i i occasionally have clients who'll be like okay i just need to check a couple things in terms of like dates or if this is going to work or the investment and let me can i get back to you but i don't know what number it is at this point it's probably like 70 75% of my clients like close on the call like they'll give me a deposit when we're on the call they're like oh. i'm booked it's not a question of like, let me think about this and let me send you a link. It's like, here's our date. Here's the city we're doing it in. Here's my credit card. I can't wait. Like, wow, And yeah. that's, I think, what you get from a sales conversation that you can never get. It just takes, like, they we know right away.
2: If you have the call where it, you know it's not a good fit, how do you navigate that kind of um,
0: situation? I love that you asked that and like... Um, I, I, I have had that a couple of times. I've had it a couple of times that I'm like, oh, this does not feel like it's going to be a good fit. And then they'll book me. And I'm just like, I'm aware, you know, I'm aware of people's, um, like sometimes people are just feeling anxious or nervous about the call. So it's like, there's a certain like guardedness or something that's happening in the call. And I think it's that we're not connecting, but really it's just like, they're just feeling a little bit like trepidatious or nervous or something. Um, I rarely, like, I, I remember one call maybe a few years ago. And and so right now I like trust that like, I, I'm i gonna trust them to make the decision. Like I would never okay. be like, I don't think this is really a good fit. Right. Like, unless they were like mean or insulting, but like, I, yeah, I don't yeah. really want have that. Or if someone calls on like what they're wanting, I have had it that like, I've had clients who will, like be like, well, can I, can I have, they'll like try and like manage it so that it's like maybe more affordable. Like, well, what if I brought my own hair makeup artist? Well, what if I wanted, can we like, they, they start to like do stuff. And, and then I'm just like, that's not a good fit because yeah. it's like, I have a system and like, I'm not going to become a photographer who's just going to show up and like take the pictures. Yeah, um, So I have had like a rare occasion where that's come up. Um, and, and I get it. That's like what they're looking for. And I'm just not that. Yeah. Um, but I do remember this one call a few years ago where this one was like, like what they're asking, we're asking for is like, not my wheelhouse. And I remember right. someone who was like, I used to be a fitness model. So like, it's like the, you know, she's like, it was important to her that the lighting was going to exaggerate like her cab, like all these things. And I'm like,
3: yeah.
0: I'm not that person for you. Like, I won't yeah. do that. Like, I'll do this, this, and this, if you want that we can totally work together, but just know that that's so I'm clear about what I offer. Okay.
2: That that's a really good advice because I could see people being like, well, how do I go about gracefully saying no in reality? You're never saying no to about to the person. You're just saying, this isn't something that I offer
0: kind of yes, thing. Exactly. And I think the thing is, is having so much clarity about what it is you do. And that's the piece right. is like, so that sales call is like, starts with like, what is it they want? And usually by the end of that, I'm clear if I can deliver that, like, and 99% of the time I can, like, it's exactly mm-hmm. in my wheelhouse. That's why they're contacting me. Um, And then, and then I go into describing for them that high level piece I was t- telling you about, which is like describing for them what I offer. That's like uniquely me. And, yeah. and by the time, like we've done that, it's so obvious. Like it still might not be a fit because it still might be more than they can invest or maybe there's a date or location is not going to work out, but usually we have a sense of that before. And I'm okay with that. Like we, it's not like, then it's like clear what the actual thing is. That's having it be a no versus like, Oh, I didn't offer her the right thing, or I didn't know what to, or like whatever the concerns are we sometimes have.
2: Do you have your pricing on your website or do you kind of have starting rates so they get an idea so that you're able to filter out um, anything that might not be a good fit just because of basic things like uh, pricing or they're looking for a smaller, smaller package of just one outfit, a quick, you know, three hour, two hour shoot. Do you have all that informational information on the front end of your website so by the time they get to a call with you? you have already gauged that it's most likely going to be a fit.
0: I will. I'm going to, this is like a two-part answer I'm going to give. I'm going to say for me, yes, it's prices starting at. However, when I was first starting out, and when I was first learning this like practice of like doing direct sales, I didn't because I wanted all the experience I could get doing them. And so as I got more in demand and my time became more limited, I started putting it up there just because I was like, I don't, I like, I, I like, I don't have as much time for sales calls. And I'll tell you like at the beginning, we always say like, what's your budget in the inquiry form. And at the beginning, I would have people who were like, and my prices weren't on there. And let's say I was charging like $3,000 or maybe 2,500, let's say 2,500. And someone would say like, my budget's like 750. Like I'd have a sales call with some people and they would buy a $2,500 package. And so it was really valuable at the beginning for me not to have that. Um, If it was so different, I mean, we might've emailed that person before, but if it was like really different, but like, I had a lot of conversations with people whose budget was less than my package, but I just was like, I'm going to have this, you know, if they had said like $200 and I was like 3000, we'd probably send a quick email being like, Hey, just FYI, her packages started 3000, we know you put that much. Is this like a flexible number? Are you pretty clear? But I also just think the experience of having sales conversations where you're not attached to actually making the sale
2: yeah. is a very invisible it, experience.
0: It's totally, and you can only get it. Like the photographers I mentor, I like, we work out a script together and they practice with their like family and friends, but it's like never the same as what the, the nerves that you have when you're on an actual call. So the more you can do that, the better.
2: That reminds me of advice I got when I, from one of my teachers in high school about it was, I was part of a fashion merchandising trade school for two years. And one of the biggest parts of it was all about how to develop job skills, like just normal though I mean the whole trade school regardless of what kind of class you were doing how to do it where we had to do internships and we had to do tons of mock interviews and she even told people who already had jobs to still apply to jobs and do interviews because when you're when you're grown up it will give you more even more experience and the only way you can get comfortable talking to people um, whether it's like in the context of sales or in this way of like selling yourself for the position is to go and to do it. And when you're not attached to actually getting the job, it makes it so much easier. And just the more things you can, the more interviews you can do, the more comfortable you naturally become. So when the right interview comes along, once you're like a up, <laughs> you have so much experience. And so I think that's like so brilliant is, I feel like people could even implement this as well instantly of like set up a Discover call with your new inquiries, do it through Zoom yes. And talk them through what they're going to be getting. Even if you feel like it's not necessary with the packages you offer. For me, I don't do Discover calls because my packages at the moment in 2023 spring are about under 1200 and they're very like straightforward. So I'm like, oh, I have enough information in the email. However, like this has even inspired me to incorporate that because it just levels up the experience. Just like you said of what something basically for free people can do, do the
0: discover calls. Totally. And I love that you, okay, first of all, it makes so much sense that you went to school for fashion merchandising because you have got such great like aesthetic style and the way you match things. You. in your home, like watching you. So anyway, I like when you said that, I was like, oh, duh, of course you did that. Um, but I love what you said, because I think one of the things, it's such a perfect comparison because we, every sales call is a job interview.
3: Mm-hmm. It's like,
0: yeah. are you going to hire me for a day like we like as and it's kind of the gift of the work we do is that like if we don't get this job we'll get one tomorrow if we don't get this job we'll get one tomorrow you know it's like whereas i have friends who are like looking for jobs and having interviews and it's like they're you know they're everyone they lose is so stressful but it's like then they get one and that one lasts for hopefully years where it's like we actually are every one of those calls is a job interview yeah And, um, I, and it's exactly that. And the more comfortable, the more relaxed you feel, the more unattached you are to actually making the sale. And I'm not saying like, Oh, I'll sell, you know, I'm not attached to people buying from me. Like, of course I am. Like, this is my career. Like, I definitely like want to make, I want to have photo shoots and I want, I need to make money. It's like, I'm not going to lie about that. Like, yes. Um, I do want people to buy the, and I want to deliver the experience. So, yes, I want that. And um, that's not like the primary focus of those calls. My attachment's not on getting to that. And so, yeah, the more they are able to just have those conversations, exactly like you said, even if it's like a, um, even if they're charging less, just getting in that practice.
2: Yeah. That plus adding, something like under $15 physically on the day of the photo shoot. Totally. Super easy and instant.
0: Totally. And actually the other thing is like um having impeccable communication leading up. Like mm. putting together a series of emails like that your client gets like right after they book. Like we have this is actually something else I'm just now remembering that's like such a game changer. It's like right after they book, we send them an email. Um, you know, confirming and planning, getting the planning call on the calendar. But then, like a like we have it scheduled. I think it's like five days after that when they get one. That's like here's what you should think about in anticipation of your photo shoot. And It's got like a how to prepare list. It's just like basic stuff, like get a manicure, like what to do a month before, what to do a week before, what to do the day before. It's just like like that, like yeah. them getting that. And then we have another email that comes like the week before their shoot, just like confirming. And we're so excited. And all of these are just like templated email, you know, not templated, like we've created the template. And so we yeah, yeah. just schedule it like as soon as they schedule for it. And so that also is just like a huge upgrade that costs nothing for yeah. photographers right now that will t- elevate like the the value of yeah. their, what they're offering.
2: Oh, that's so awesome. I feel like people could take time um after work one day to write. One, yeah, I mean, you could probably even ask chat GBT to assist with this is yes. writing an email before the photo shoot of five things to prepare. Like with wardrobe, with manicure, that's a great one. Um, totally. If, if you don't it, actually do it, it's still providing value.
0: Totally. And like, they'll print it and put it on their wall. And like, it's like, you know, if you're going to get your haircut or color, like make sure you have the appointment. Like it's stuff that like, of course- you know, it's just easy to forget. Like we even have like on, like in the days before, like cut back on salt and alcohol, you know, like just, just little stuff like that. They're like, oh my God, I would never have thought of doing that. But like, what an easy thing to make my skin, like, like to give me a little bit more, um, hydration and like all those things.
2: Yeah. And it makes them feel even more so taken care of.
0: Exactly. And that's, I think what, when we talk about a high investment experience, people today are investing in the quality of the experience and as much as like the, like what's included. Oh
2: my goodness. But it's, this is such a good episode oh my goodness Wendy thank you so much for your time I just know everybody is racing to write down all the notes they're rewinding they're pausing it they're like (laughs) everyone's going crazy for this this is so invaluable and I just love how many immediate things people can do if somebody does want to learn more from you on expanding their business where
0: should they go Great I love that question I think it's such a great question. yes, I love working with photographers I love mentoring photographers I love I feel like this is such like th- these things we're talking about today like when I got these and when I started like in my own working with my own business coaches over the years like understanding how to implement this like it completely changed the game for me so I would love to have your photographers um and all the photographers listening um, yeah, if you're curious to learn more, uh, this is how you do it. Number one is you can obviously follow me on Instagram is always a fun way. I I do sometimes share like just some like cool tips on there about like recommendations for both mindset and strategy. But then also on Instagram, um, I have this freebie that's a really fun freebie. And when you sign up for the freebie, you get on my email list and my emails are like also just it's important for me that I'm actually like giving people something like She's you said that like, the community. Ac- exactly. And that it's like actionable. That you're yeah. not just taking this thing that's like, well, to be a successful photographer, like start charging this and like, you know, period. <laughs> it's like, yeah. that, you know, believe in your prices. It's like there's actually like so so you get on my email list. So if you go to follow me on Instagram, you'll see in like my link tree. There's a a video and it's called like website do's and don'ts, um, which is a great way to connect. And then if you're at a point where you're like, I really just want to understand how to like implement what you're talking about and what you're teaching on my own business, there's a couple ways you can work with me. Like I do take on a, a a small number of one-on-one um, mentees throughout the years. So I do mentorship with a small number of photographers and it's like a, it's a year long program where we just do one-on-one support. We actually go way into your business. We dive into mindset. We dive into your strategies. We talk about your packages. We create your sales script. Like we just put all of the attention on it. And really
2: focused on like the sales aspect or incorporating the sales aspect into your business. So for those listening, I teach to beginners and I, it's pretty clear across my website and the copy I use. this is if you are at a point in your business where you're at a turning point from beginner or even intermediate to yes. advanced, I want to start. i I not only want, but like in order for me to have a sustainable career as maybe you you have started to have a family, whereas when you begun, you were just you didn't have kids, you didn't have extra responsibilities. Now I need to make sure that my time, I am able to, um, stop trading time for do- or hours for dollars.
0: Exactly. Totally it. Yes, exactly. Like this is for, for somebody who's already established themselves as a professional photographer knows that that's their like career or calling, or even I do have sometimes worked with ones who are like questioning, like they've had some success, but Exactly, like they don't know how to get to the next level, or they're not sure they can sustain it. But mm-hmm. there's a like they've a, they've gotten they they know like they have some. They are consider themselves a professional photographer for sure. Yeah.
2: Amazing! I'll have all this information in the description of the podcast, so wherever you're listening, you can pop on over and. Wendy's Instagram is her first and last name, Wendy Yalam. And you can just type that into Instagram, pop over to the link in her bio real quick, just so that you have the freebie available because that is so valuable. Um, thank you so much, Wendy, for again, just sharing your time and your talent, your experience.
0: My absolute pleasure. I'm so excited. And like, if you are listening and you do do some of these, and even like, even if you don't like I just would love to hear about it. Like DM me on Insta, tell me how it went. I'm really, yeah, it, it makes me so happy to have, um, to be contributing to people's success. So thank you girl. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you.
1: Thanks for listening to the Build and Bloom podcast. If you love the show, leave us a review on iTunes to keep it running. This also helps other photographers to find this free resource. Looking for more? Join over 60,000 photographers in the Build and Bloom Facebook group. Just search for Build and Bloom in Facebook groups to join in the encouraging and empowering community. You can also find Jessica's tutorials and tools on YouTube and Instagram at Jessica Whittaker and show notes and further resources on her website, jessicawittaker.co. Thanks for spending time here. Catch you in the next episode.